a lot of really nice conversations happen like a little bit before we start recording and then we get really serious and we get really like antsy <laughs> about recording and then it's just, it starts being really really weird so i'm just like you know what just press the record button whatever happens whatever yeah. we say the magic of editing is gonna then fix it by the way paul happy new year happy new year we're still saying that for this week let's what? say it for one week i was about to say like what what is the protocol like what do you what do you do a week so I used to do the, when I worked in an office with quite a small group of people, I would do it the first time I saw everybody, because I'd see everyone within like a couple of days. And then as soon as I started doing this job, I was like, I can't keep saying it because I might go a week, two weeks, three weeks between speaking to certain people. I cannot get to like January 20th to still be going, Happy New Year! I just think it's that's my that's how I approach it anyway I like saying happy new year to people so I think I milk it all the way till February (laughs) I don't know if that's socially acceptable but I I I like it and 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 yeah and at the end of the day it's just a it's it's an icebreaker right and that's what we're we're all looking for that when when we have conversations with strangers most of the time I saw like a TikTok yesterday that was like the every conversation after Christmas, which is generic question about your Christmas, generic answer, generic response, <laughs> generic answer. And it's like this kind of like, and it's anecdote that will get like more exaggerated as the day goes on and less believable. And it's like, yes, no, I, 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 I know what my anecdote is this year. It's like, there's always an anecdote. And it's like, <sighs> okay. My anecdote is that I ended up in the emergency room at Friday on Friday night with my Youngest, which was entertaining. Oh, it was seriously? Fo- yeah, 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 no. They're fine. It's one of those things where they're so small. Called croup. But basically, it's a respiratory issue where airways start to close up. So they struggle breathing. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's bad. It's bad, yes. and it, and it, it, but, but also, when you're small, you can't... Anything just gets... But... And they obviously didn't want to monitor, but they're fine. They're absolutely fine. I'm happy to hear that. That's. <laughs> I was just, the, the honestly, the, the, this is as bad. The worst parts of it were it was the first time I'd actually managed to get out all holiday, <laughs> and I've been in the pub for an hour, and then I was like, it was like no. I got a phone call, going, you need to come home. I was like, oh, and then Saturday was a write-off because I'd been up all night. Yeah. obviously and then hadn't got home to like 5am and then was just really really tired it wasn't it sounds a lot more dramatic than it really is and I think people with kids get it because it's the kind of thing that happens all the time because you phone right. the emergency line and they're like it's the kind of thing that had it hap- had it were, to, were it to happen today you would phone the doctors and they'd say yeah bring them in we'll, we'll take a look but that would be like 4pm in the afternoon very not 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 an emergency fine but where it's friday night on a bank holiday weekend your options are limited <laughs> right Ooh, adding that adding that to my list of reasons i don't want any kids <laughs> <laughs> 
Because on the other hand, Paul, if you were not to have kids and were shipped off uh, because of your partner's work to Bremen, you would have the wonderful experience of having your flight cancelled on the 31st of December to have to then stay over in an airport hotel for New Year's. Oh, no. <laughs> so that's how my year started. Oh, God. <laughs> long live K... I-, I don't mind putting them on full blast. I- yeah. Long live K- KLM for doing this for the second time like i've flown with them twice once was for my best friend's wedding in denmark where they put us on standby and kicked us off the flight uh because they overbooked Iha for american um style of managing customers uh and then and obviously because it was like less than the amount of hours etc like we didn't get any compensation or anything so you know that was fantastic uh we still made the wedding but it just definitely put a a, a, a you know a blocker there this time though because it was the la- very last flight from bremen to because we were in bremen um, and we had to go, this is, that's in Northern Germany. And we had to take a flight from Bremen to Amsterdam and then Amsterdam to Newcastle. Uh, and that connecting flight between Bremen and Amsterdam was the one that was canceled. So the Amsterdam one was still on and we're sitting there on the 31st in the evening. Everything is closed. It's a Sunday and mm-hmm. folks don't know everything in mm-hmm. Germany shuts down mm-hmm. <laughs> on the Sunday. Mm-hmm. So we're just sitting there thinking like, what are our options? Can we just rent a car and drive to Amsterdam and get our flights? And I'm on the phone with KLM. And like talking to the guy and saying like, can I just, can I keep this ticket? Like the second one, if I make it to Amsterdam and they're like, well, no, because we already booked you on the next one, uh, but you can try to get to Amsterdam. And if they have seats available, maybe you can get it. And I'm like, hold on a second. You're telling me if I drive for four hours now, potentially (laughs) to get to Amsterdam, (laughs) to beg at the the check-in desk, I can maybe potentially get a seat to get myself home before two years. And he's like, yes, ma'am. And I'm like, well, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so cue us booking, uh, like, you know, the, the closest hotel Whoop. we found. <laughs> Seeing it in style. Um, yep. Uh, and then we found a um, one of the many, again, if folks have been to Germany, they know there's many random pizza places scattered all over the place. And they were the only things working on a Sunday, like on the 31st. We just ordered Anything and everything of their menu, including <laughs> wine. <laughs> of course. <laughs> because mind you, the hotel restaurant was also shut because the the the, the only per- other there was only one person in the reception because her colleague got sick, <laughs> so she was by herself. Oh no! <laughs> so we just ordered everything we could, oh. and we just sat down in our hotel room. And when you know when midnight came. Actually, we could see the fireworks from the city, and it was actually quite spectacular. Germans don't don't they don't screw around with fireworks, mind you. It was quite spectacular. The the, the UK is. I remember <laughs> once again aging myself. I remember the, the like this, and this is I will clarify. This is the first New Year's that I remember, but it was the new millennium one, ninety so ninety nine into two thousand, and I remember it because clearly. With it being like once in a lifetime thing, and where they show you like New Year's around the world, and in the UK you're kind of like perfectly, sort of in the middle of the different time zones. So mm-hmm. we watched Australia, uh, where we were having lunch, come into the new millennium, and their fireworks were incredible. And there's, and there's like Singapore, all these all these other countries, and you get to the UK, and you could I think it's probably on YouTube, and it, nothing worked. And oh, it was just no. this massive letdown. Well, I don't know if it worked, but it was 
I mean, we made up for it with the Olympics opening ceremony 12 years later, but it was it was why going into the Olympics, I was just like, it's going to be terrible. And I remember a friend of mine from college and we were sat in my parents' front room, like watching it. We were like sat there going, huh, we're going to make fun of this. And then within like five minutes, we're like, oh, this is really good. This is fantastic. And we're getting quite emotional about this. Oh, we feel quite proud. I saw something on LinkedIn, but I do want to just double check with you. You don't do New Year's resolutions, right? I don't make I don't make New Year's resolutions because it's a New Year's resolution. Because I think when when I say that, what I mean is I don't go. I am going to do this thing this this thing differently this year. Yeah, you don't do the New Year New Me sort of thing. No, because because why wait to the New Year? You know, we could have said. Right, we're going to start a podcast. Let's start in the new year. Let's make that our new year's resolution. We're going to do that. But we didn't, because why would you do that? Because on the one hand, it's an arbitrary date. What I do like to do is I do... I set... It's a useful... And this is where a caveat, because I've I've had this conversation with a number of people. And they go, oh, but you have set a new year's resolution because you've set yourself some goals. And I'm like, no, that's different. Saying... Saying what I want to achieve in a time period is different to kind of coming into going, it's a new year, therefore I'm going to make these broadly sweeping changes to who I am, my personality, right, and, and who I am. And it's things, and, and, I, and I think it's, it's a useful, it's a useful metric and it's a useful indicator to go, well, the, first, the start of a new year is a useful way of kind of, of measuring and going, well, I know that I will be, I know that any, I can look back, I can go at January 1st, 2024, that is a date I can put a stake in the ground and I can come back to it December 31st. Easy to remember. But I think the key thing in doing those is that often New Year's resolutions, people aren't accountable for, or they don't hold themselves accountable for them. And I think that's the difference between setting. And it's interesting. I've seen a lot of people talking about like goals for this year, which I fully endorse. And I think you can absolutely set yourself goals for a year, but that's different to doing a New Year's resolution because a resolution is like, again, it's a it's a indicates so something a, a dramatic change in who you are. Whereas, and I, let's let's put that into context. So, um. I could say, oh, my New Year's resolution is that I'm going to be somebody who swims three times a week. I'm not going to do that, right? That's not realistic. I could set a goal for 2024 of saying, I want this year to be the year that I do a triathlon. Because that will force me to do the swimming, which I hate. But it will be a deadline a target to aim for so one thing I didn't do very well in 2023 was set myself I set myself some goals but I wasn't very accountable I wasn't very tangible with them because in 2022 I did a a 100 kilometer ultra marathon and I didn't do anything last year and there was other things going on and it's fine right I'm I'm not kind of regretting that but (laughs) new year's eve 8 p.m new year's eve I've booked a 50k ultra for October so I've got that that's a stake in the ground wow I'm gonna do it Benefit is it's five minutes from my house, which is even better, right, where it starts. So that makes life a lot easier. But I'm like, okay, that's now in there. And that is a that is a target to shoot for. 
Similarly, you know, I have things around my like professional and personal kind of goals. And they're goals. And they're like, I want to spend X amount of time with family every month. And that's just a, a way of keeping myself accountable. But I think it's different. It's not a... Again, it's it's not a it's not a complete change to have to my behaviour because that's not sustainable. Can I introduce you to a concept that about I would say five or six years ago completely changed my life in the sense of how do I plan, how do I set goals? Because goals, uh, so let me be very clear: I am not a big fan of New Year's resolutions nor particular goals. Because I I immediately give you the example with, even though your goals are pretty, I would say like achievable, but also not so concrete, except for the, maybe the time spent with family, that's a little bit, mm. Mm. because even then, if you say like, you know, because that this, I can, I can put it, give this an example from my own life. Like I want to make sure that I spend at least, you know, X amount of hours, let's say four hours a week playing video games with my partner, because, you know, he appreciates us spending time together that's important for him thus this is something that i need to take a look at imagine three months down the line and i have only been able to achieve three hours instead of four in the concept of goals i have failed that Mm -hmm. even though i have moved the the you know from having one hour a week to three hours thus it's a success if you look at it from that perspective yet because i've had such a hard and set goal I am now a failure and I don't get that sense of achievement and, oh, you know, I've, I've actually managed to do something. Um, so a couple of years back, I was listening to a podcast called Cortex uh, and one of the one of the co-hosts, he does something that is now, you know, uh, I, I thought, again, <laughs> funny, you surround yourself with the people that think so much like you. Uh, I thought most a lot of people know about and it turns out every single time I speak to people outside of my little circle, it turns out like they have no idea what a yearly theme is. So do you know, Paul, what a yearly theme is? I, I think I'm familiar with it, and probably because I think I've seen you post about it. I've seen I've come I across, have posted I, about it. I guess I, I was like I definitely was like I fucking, but I think you're not the only person to have posted about it. It's it's in it's in the sphere. It's in the sphere. Good. So for folks that are not familiar, the idea of yearly themes is that you give yourself practically a theme that you, that one resonates with you, and two is not too specific. So I'll give you a couple of examples of what I've done in the past, and I'll then tell you about my um, like 2024 yearly theme. In the past, I have done, for example, one of the ones I've done in the past is Year of Me. What does that mean? That meant that I was focusing a lot of things around my career, around the way I do things, about around systems. Like, how do I operate as me in the world? And that was immediately post uh, uni. So I just needed to sort of revitalize, reset, like how are things actually working? Funnily enough, uh, that also leads very nicely to this year's theme. And just to give you like a couple of concrete examples. So my 2024 uh, yearly theme is the year of reset. So that's something that really resonates. With, and I know it's a very, very, you know, hippie thing to say, like resonate. What does resonate mean? That means it's something that you can remember. And when you say year of, the- you know, year of reset, it might not mean something to you, Paul, but it means a lot to me. So... I don't set particular goals, but they are areas in my life that I feel need a reset. So that's things like health, 
Last year, I was traveling from May until December, practically, like every week. I was somewhere, be it with work, be it with personal, like, you know, travels. But I have just, unfortunately, completely wrecked my health. I am, you know, I don't feel good physically. Uh, I have gained a lot of weight that makes me feel very sluggish and very, you know, just not like I, I tend to be a fairly athletic person and I just don't feel good. Obviously, and also, you know, then none of the clothes fit, not, you know, that's starting to affect you mentally, etc., etc. But instead of setting a goal, like, I want to lose, you know, 20 kilos, mm. as part of my year of reset, I have said that, okay, evaluate what are the habits and what are the blockers that you've had to achieve a, whatever you think a good, healthy lifestyle is, mm-hmm. and just reset them one by one, right? So that could be resetting the diet. What does that mean? Try something that is easy for you to do. Same with physical activities. Like, what does that mean? Like, not, you know, oh, I'm going to now start swimming three times a week. That's not that. That means, okay, reset and restart doing things that you enjoy, like walking, like getting back into running, like getting back into the gym, right? But without having a certain goal, because like even once a week is already going to be better than before, this I'm already following my yearly theme. And it's in it to me was really important. It's I think that's again the core of what is what's the difference between a yearly theme and a goal. Whilst you can have mini goals as part of your yearly theme, if you're just moving the needle in the direction that you want to go with that theme, you're already achieving it. The other thing is that they are very malleable and example for example, like mine is like year of reset with many parentheses like health relationships career like that's all the big parentheses but you can also shift that a little bit as time progresses because like again even though your example with the with the um with the trial try oh i can't say it triathlon (laughs) that's a hard word to say (laughs) you can you can tell i don't use that word very often because it's not even something that i can even imagine doing (laughs) triathlon um you, you have a date and something that you have to work towards, which is fantastic, right? And that's that's mm-hmm, a specific mm-hmm. event that you want to do. But if I was in your shoes and I had a specific event or something that I wanted to do with a time scale, I would just put it, you know, as something, you know, again, fake. Year of prep, year of mm. sports, year of achieving difficult things, right? Whatever, you know, whatever the, the verbiage that you want to use to actually uh, have that as part of that. But because like every day you would do something to move you towards that goal. Mm-hmm. But it might not be directly affecting that specific event. But if you put it as a year of, you know, being ultra healthy or ultra sporty or ultra athletic, you can say like, okay, I've done this and this today. I have now, I have worked towards my theme today. And I think that's really important to keep you motivated to keep on doing because, and I think this is very true for a lot of goals. Like, yeah, you've set up a goal, but have you done something on the first and the second or the third, like, or today, like, that's going to be aligned with all of the goals you have set? Or do you have, like, different times, like, throughout the day to do those goals? I think that's very hard to manage from that perspective. So, so it, it's interesting, as you're talking, I'm kind of going through it, and I can see completely why a yearly theme could work. But I'm also going, it would not work at all for me. How come? It's too abstract. Too abstract, Right. You need something specific. I need something target, and, and I think it's interesting because the, the, the post I put up on LinkedIn talked about the fact that I hit probably just over fifty percent of my goals last year, 
and there's two ways I can look at that. One is abject failure. I've only hit <laughs> awful, isn't it? But actually, university, fifty percent would be a very a perfectly acceptable pass. And I remember when I first started uni, and I I kind of went in as some, and they actually sat us down and said, "You are going to come here as people that have been getting 80, 90, a hundred percent in your exams. You need to get used to getting 60 percent because that is still a very very good mark." But, but you know, the, the the top marks are absolutely are are real, real, real exceptional. Coming in the world of sales, it's very hard to go. Sixty percent is good because it's six percent quota is not good. But if you're winning six percent of your deals, that's very good, right? So it's again how you put it into perspective, and you kind of go, okay. So what's what's my perspective on that? Well, there's one one where are you familiar with the phrase "shoot for the moon"? Uh, and what that is so the idea so you shoot for the moon even if you shoot for the moon you'll land amongst even if you miss you'll land amongst the stars right so the point is is that you and it's also the phrase of north star so you set yourself something that you can go i want to achieve this and i think i i've always worked better with even on a daily basis weekly monthly I've always worked better with like having specific things to aim for and going, I need to, you know, I'm working towards this thing. Now, what I don't do with kind of my yearly goals, I don't sort of break them down and go, um, oh, here's here's like how I'm going to achieve these. And that's something I could probably do better. And I want to do better this year is, is think a bit more tactically about what am I going to do to achieve them? But coming back to the to, to you know to, to the to the run right in October, I'm going well. I know that I need to kind of become more disciplined, and and I can start to build habits around that. But it's giving me something to shoot for, and it's going to give me something that I can achieve. But also within those goals, I'm I'm looking and I'm going right. I want to. So one example from last year was I wanted to bench press 100 kilos for so I and I did it and I was repping it comfortably by the end of the year and I'm going okay I've done that now my other my my deadlift I didn't hit 200 I was really close but I went you know what I don't really want to blow out my back doing this it's just not worth it but I went you know what I'm still lifting 50% more than I was 12 months prior so I've set myself that that goal and I've looked I, I talk about you know this idea of having of goals and stretch goals and I think even if I don't hit that goal, it's still something that because I've been trying to get there, it still forced me to push myself because I've put and I think for me, I want to set goals that are going to push, force me to push myself. But having I think it comes down to what you're saying is that relationship that you have with those objectives you set for yourself. So whether that's a yearly theme, whether that's specific goals whether that's aspirations the key is having a healthy relationship with those and the key is is how you look at those and if you go these are the things that i would like to achieve this year but if i achieve a hundred percent of my goals i'm probably going to feel more like i've failed myself than if i achieve 80 percent. and the reason for that is if i achieve a hundred percent i haven't pushed myself hard enough is how i look at it so so which is which is you know because i think you know and it might be and there are some things in that which are 
out of my control to an extent. If you look at growth on social media, for example, there is a certain amount of that that is within your control. How much are you posting? How much are you engaging? You know, what kind of content are you putting out there? But there's also so much that is not in your control because you don't have control over what post might go semi-viral, might suddenly pick up a load of traction or what might, the algorithm might change. And I think, but again, it's kind of going back to that thing of accountability. If you look at goals, rather than than kind of blaming external factors and going, oh, well, this happened, that happened, I couldn't do it because this, is you just go, did I do everything that I possibly could that was reasonable for me to do at the time that was healthy for me to do at the time because I took quite a lot of time off of LinkedIn last year because I just was not in the right frame of mind. Had I stuck had I stuck on it, I might have been at the follower goal, goal that I set at the start of the year because I, I didn't, but I'd still grown it by almost 300%. So you kind of start to put those parameters around it and think, oh, right, well, I've achieved this um, because I was reaching for here, and um, obviously we're on audio, but like if I'm listening, to my hands up, I I was trying to reach five thousand, and I landed on two and a half thousand, right? But that's growing from nine hundred, and that's having a massive gap, and that's spending time, you know, figuring out what I want to be. And I one thing I'm working through right now, and I, there's a post on this this morning, which I thought was really interesting, which was about allowing. You know, giving yourself permission to reset who you are because I'm kind of working through not a reset, right? But I'm starting to think about who is it that I want to be on here this year and what do I, and I think that again plays into some of those goals. And it's like, right, who do who do I want to be and what's the where am I right now? Where do I want to get to? And what do I have to do to get there? And and if I get to the end of the year and I go okay, so I didn't I didn't quite hit all of these goals. So some of them I can roll over and I'm happy to roll goals over into the next year because to go, or I might go, right, I'm going to roll this one over, but I'm going to, going to move it up slightly and I'll make it a bit harder because I'm not starting from the same point that I was. So if, I, if I'd said I want to reach 5,000 followers in 2023, starting from 900 at the end of 2022, if I keep that same goal it's going to be a lot easier to reach that goal. Arguably, it's less of a goal going into this year than it was going into the previous year. But what I'm also doing is going, well, let's think about, again, what is going to stretch and what's going to challenge me and what do I want to enjoy? Because, again, right, these are goals and they are things that I set for myself and provided that I feel comfortable with them and they're not pushing me to the point that I'm unhappy. Okay. That's fine. But how do you, how do you how do you track these Paul? Like do you have so just to give you like the example mm. that I have one of the benefits that I found with the yearly theme is that it was very easy for me to keep it very top of mind. Yeah. In the sense of because like for me like all a yearly theme needs is again uh, a title that resonates, you know, yep. year of reset. In description of what are the things that are going to be a part of that uh for mm-hmm. me it's just a couple of sentences of so like you know oh it's going to include you know career health because obviously I'm, I'm in a, a little bit of a career 
um, crossroad, as we were discussing last time, um, you know, with with health, with family and relationships, and how do I navigate that, especially, you know, living abroad, living away from my family. So there's there's a lot of sub, I would say like sub themes. You can call them go- like in your language like i would i think the theme is more closer to your goals than it is to what most folks put as goals i like your description of north star whilst i think especially if you follow the idea of like the smart goals where like the the t in smart stands for timely if you were to actually follow that and you say because you just said like you know oh i'll roll over goals for next year that in the smart goals world, which we keep on being told that's how you should be setting goals, that's not going to be applicable anymore because you have, you know, you haven't reached that date. You haven't reached that. So how do you keep those goals top of mind, especially for such a long period of time? Uh, and, I'll, and I'll give you a little bit of a hint again from how maybe a little bit different my mentality is. I don't work in years because a year is a very long time. So long that I tend to sort of lose sight of what is that i do i i did quarters for for a while mm-hmm. but that didn't work as well to me because the, the month you know you say like you know quarter so the quarter is going to end in april mm. that to me is also like a very weird period to say like you know oh that's that's it for me it's seasons so mm-hmm. like when i say i yeah, literally yeah, mean yeah. like weather yeah. seasons yeah. right yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're still technically in winter even though we're in the first quarter of the year but for me it's still like a ramp up period right january even february i would say it's still a little slow you know because you're still in the planning phase you're still trying to figure out and especially in my case i'll be deciding and there'll be like a huge career change come february time Mm. so that to me is still like sort of figuring out what is it that i want to do and setting up like within that season i might have like little goals including things like oh you know until this season ends i need to have a plan in place for what is my approach to linkedin what is my approach to like how much capacity will i have to create other content what else do i want to do in the meantime how much volunteering time will i have how much time will i have you know when am i going to travel next year and how do i you know make sure that i don't overdo it like i did last so so I, I think about these things in seasons because it makes it a lot more approachable. And I have like an again a very arbitrary. I can I can imagine in your brain like this is like oh, but there needs to be a date. No, for me it's like the the moment I'm okay to be out in the t-shirt. That is yeah. when summer begins, right? That yeah. is summer. Summer is you know summer tends to be travel. Summer tends to be a lot more outdoor time. That means that I need to shift what am I doing during the summer to use that time really instead of sitting at home and you know writing linkedin posts like i prefer to be out (laughs) how do you track actually the goals that you have and make sure that they're top of mind for you when you don't have something as you know oh what is the weather like today to dictate that sure sure well well i guess it's it's, it's funny because and like i said this earlier any and and folks listening right any date that you set to someone else it will be entirely arbitrary but what is important is it works for you, right? All, all, all dates, years, without getting too kind of into a deep philosophical discussion, time is an arbitrary <laughs> construct, right? It, 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 it just is, it just is, right? And let's work from that basis. Time does not exist. The sun comes up, the sun goes down, the weather changes. So so maybe you've landed on something, Lydia, like with... with it, it, it's, it's, it's a... Um, 
uh, yeah, going back to the roots, roots of like, I'm going to change my behaviour when the weather changes, right? Maybe that's what it is. And I'm not, I'm, I'm only being a little bit facetious in that. And I think it's, but I think it's that thing, but it's what works for you. So I have, I was looking, just looking at my phone just now, like I have them in a notes app. So I sit down and I write them out and I have them there. So I, I track them and I, kind of, I look at them. Um, one thing that I need to get better at is maybe having a, review monthly looking at them but also again i'm kind of going the way i'm using them is i'm trying to use these as a framework around which to build habits such that i shouldn't need to work to achieve these goals they should happen i should get to the end of the year and these things so i and i set goals and i kind of break them into like into health into personal into professional come back to the health one right is i might now, I will set some health targets for the year that I want to achieve, but I'm not spending my whole year working towards them. And you already mentioned systems as well. And I think systems is something that I want to get into my way of executing, I guess, this year to, to hit some more buzzwords. But it is putting habits, and I read, I read Atomic Habits last year, and it is as good as everyone says it is. And building those habits, building those systems are what make these things sustainable. But how do you know what habits you want to build? Well, you've got to have something to aim for. Whether that's a yearly theme, whether that's specific goals, but you need to, again, make sure that you're doing... And I think we, I think we are kind of saying the same thing ultimately, and maybe in slightly different ways which is that you have to do what you have to do in a way that's sustainable and that works for you because otherwise whatever approach you take i do like though in, throughout this conversation when i said that i am a seasonal person i thought i sound again very hippie <laughs> very like tree tree huggery <laughs> which mind you i am quite <laughs> quite that type of person i keep on joking that i'm a druid um but I truly believe it's something that I've discovered for me over time, especially as someone who is in tech, especially as someone who works on a desk all day. And then my primary hobby is also on a desk, you know, be it, you know, arts or gaming. Like I am on a desk. If you leave me to it, I'll be on a desk 24-7. Mm -hmm. Going back and like sort of, again, so many hippie words, trying to resonate and try to be one with nature. <laughs> tends to be, in my experience over the last couple of years, if I go with that and I know what's better, again, especially in, in a, you know, in a climate that, so I've always lived in countries where seasons are a thing. Yeah. You know, there's a very obvious spring, there's a very obvious summer, a very obvious autumn, a very obvious winter. And your body naturally is in, is in, is, is sort of synchronized with that. I was going to say, I didn't move to England, but... <laughs> Well, no, England still has them. Hold on. It's, England yeah, has four seasons, right? We're not yes. in the Middle East where it's just summer. They don't last an equal amount of time. But we do, we do no, no, they seasons. don't. <laughs> yeah. They don't, they don't. But it does dictate a little bit and it helps you move in that sort of direction. We always, we always do that. Over over summer, you're going to be out more. It's going to be a different thing. And mind you, like to, to the point where we meant about you know goals and targets, I do have targets. 
right? Because I do think there's something, especially in health, right? The health is super easy. Uh, body fat percentage for me is very important because it's it's a huge indicator for, you know, ha- uh, diseases going forward. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm coming up to my 30s. If I'm, I need to set systems now in place to make sure that I'm going into that new age bracket, I will be the best. I have given myself the best tools to maintain, <laughs> you know, don't laugh. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine because I did the same thing. Except I, 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 I turned 30 during the pandemic, so... Well, yeah. <laughs> that was the thing. I have a couple of years, and I do want to use these couple of years really to to solidify what works for me and what doesn't. Um, I also have, uh, for folks that have Apple Watches as well, like, they keep on shouting at you that, if you, if you especially if you're not doing a lot of cardio, you know, your VO2 max is, is in the gutter, and mine is very much so in the gutter. VO2 max and... and- and body fat percentage are, are, are ones that I use as well. The other one that I use is, and you have a question about, oh, how do I measure these goals? Because you you naturally find milestones that you'll achieve along the way. And you can set them, and I have done in the past, or you can just go, aha, I've now, I'm now able to do, I'm currently, it's about 10 and a half minutes. I'm now doing it in 10 minutes, 15 seconds. Okay, that is a tangible achievement month on month that I've got. So I've tangibly improved and it's also working towards that goal ultimately. But what I'm not doing is kind of going, I want to achieve by the end of February, I want to be running zone two under 10 minutes because I may or may not achieve that. But actually, if I just keep monitoring where I'm going, as long as I keep week on week, almost improving. And again, the same with what you were talking about, right? Beauty max and body fat percentage, right? If those things, bearing in mind that they will fluctuate, you know, it's not a straight line. It kind of goes up and down and it looks a bit squiggly as it goes down. But provided that the overall trend is in the direction that you want it to be, that's what matters and so i think I, I you know you start to look i start to look at trends i start to look at you know one week in the gym i might be i have a really good day i might hit loads of new personal bests and then the next week i'm tired i'm a bit run down i've been a bit stressed and it's a mess right but the fact is i got up i went to the gym i you know, I, I showed up and did it and that again my coach he's like you showed up which is more than most people would do in that situation. Um, so that's that's how I kind of look at these things. And I think if a goal helps, if a goal helps you to keep showing up, then do it. If a yearly theme is what keeps you showing up, then do it. Right, keep showing up because that's that's just what you have to do. It's very easy to set these things for health. That I found because it's very. It's something that's very personal to us, and it's something that, I don't know about you, but I at least think quite a lot about. Career is something that, especially when you're in a state of flux like I am, I find it really hard to focus on a day job goal, mostly because I don't know what my day job is going to be come, you know, a couple of months time, (laughs) which is a whole different problem. But I found that focusing on me as a business and i and i i think i've mentioned this before having your even though i'm not really actively pursuing 
my own business and okay like I'm not looking for new leads at the moment I'm not creating actively content about it just having that mentality really helps with thinking about the like being able to make plans without having to put big if statements before all of that yeah <laughs> if and one of those that I've really was really helpful for me to to circle everything around was actually this podcast. So in my eyes, this is now at least for the first, because I don't know if we said it actually out loud, like we're doing a 10 episode run to see if we like it, if it works. We're in episode two at the moment, and it's already been so beneficial just to, just to talk to you um, about this sort of stuff. And I'm, and I'm you know, if it's up to me, I'll, I'll continue doing it. <laughs> but we'll see how it goes and if see if it, if it fits our schedules going forward. But that was one thing that I was sort of circling around because, again, all 10 episodes, because of the how we're planning to release it, it sort of gives me a couple of months to look forward to. It's like, okay, I'm planning most of the things, you know, putting some editing time in, putting this in, putting like all of the other work that we need to do around the podcast as part of that sort of piece of work that I need to do, this project that I have. The other one is definitely around content creation on social media. I don't know if I actually talked to you about this. I am planning to start creating more video content as well. Mm -hmm. I am currently going through a um, Procreate Dreams, which is a animation um, app. Yeah, I'm going through a course with that to actually get myself the skills that I want to do because I want to do animated videos, right? I've always wanted to do that. It's been a it's a childhood dream of mine. Um, and the tools are currently in place to give even folks that are not educated or haven't you know don't have a career in this the ability to do content like that and i'm so excited about that um but that's so one thing from the career perspective is as the podcast side of things the other one is content creation and then in that same space social media yeah so my question now to you as someone that i look up to when it comes to content creation on linkedin don't take a deep breath. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said you, you said this a lot, and I'm like, <laughs> the people look up to me. It's still kind of, yeah. <laughs> no, no, take take it as a compliment. It is a compliment. I, I do, I do, I just, yeah. Thank you. Um, one of the things that I keep on hearing, and I feel like I'm failing miserably at, is consistency. Uh, recently, I would say, like the last couple of weeks, for some reason, even though I'm not posting regularly. Because we were talking about numbers of followers and, and you know, that being as a, as a little goal. I've never, I don't really have a goal because I don't know really what a big follower number means for me going forward. Mm -hmm. For me, it was really just to have a community of folks to have, you know, to talk about things that I care about. And I've already achieved that. I don't need a specific number of followers. Saying that, the last couple of weeks, uh, I have like skyrocketed <laughs> like from a follower <laughs> count and I don't know yeah. what happened because I'm not posting. I haven't gone viral. Nothing has happened that I, I can Google and say like, you know, oh, what happened here? It's just sort of a, you know, a couple of folks tagged me and a couple of posts, yourself included. Thank you so much for that. But now I feel this sort of way on my shoulders of like, oh, people have expectations. <laughs> I feel like now I need to start posting regularly. Otherwise, I am failing these folks that have decided to follow me. I, I was even thinking, oh, and it sounds so cringy, but I was even thinking of putting like a little post of like, thanks everyone for following me. Like, <laughs> and, it, and, and I, 
I don't know what to do, Paul. Help. <laughs> <laughs> so, I want to do the same thing because, like you, I've so I've similarly seen a, a growth, and you know, like you, you tagged me in a post and 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 give Dan Caffrey a shout out. Right, he tagged us both. He's I know Dan, I know Dan, and he he lived really near to me, which is really funny because like he kind of I, I I got to know him through like know who he was through podcast and linkedin and i was like so like oh hang on i and he started talking about where he lives like i i like to literally know basically i was like this is a bit creepy but i kind of know exactly where you live um <laughs> i've still not met still not met face to face i've met people like obviously we've met and even all around the world but someone who lives very very near to me um but that's just the kind of the weather world these days Dan, are you having a call out? No, 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 no. It's no. I'm not calling Dan. I can't. I can't oh no, I can't call anyone out. I'm just. I'm awful. Um, <laughs> it's no. I so this. So that's kind of a bit of a sidebar. But I've seen that, and I think I. It's interesting. I mentioned the follower count, right? And we can leave this bit because I I set that follower count four days ago, and in the last four days, I've started to think what does that mean and i think that the thing that i am more interested in is impact and i would say if you want to talk about analytics think i think about engagement over impressions because an impression is someone scrolling past yeah and we're talking linkedin only LinkedIn, yeah because LinkedIn only, and, yeah. I'll, and i'll be honest with you linkedin is the only real social media that i use Yes. Specifically because that's where all of the people that I want to talk to are. True. So if we talk about it in terms of like the other one I use is TikTok. Engagements, like views, okay. Followers, all right. But actual engagement, so people that have commented, people that have liked, people that have saved. And in LinkedIn terms, people that have reposted. Someone who has taken the time. So yeah, in in general social, the, the difference between the impression is someone who sees it and engagement is someone who actually interacts with it. So likes, comments, shares. Because to your point about building that community, because that to me is what's really valuable, is, is you know, getting to meet you, right? Getting to meet all these other people that I've met in the last 12 months as a result of posting. And that that is exactly, it's not about the, again, that word again, arbitrary, arguably number, of the number of people that could click follow and it's like okay but you might have clicked that on like one thing that i posted sorry but i'm not going to be posting rom-com parodies every week because <laughs> that took me a lot of time and i don't have that time <laughs> uh but if i think about so i i think doing the reintroduction is absolutely a good thing to do because i'm thinking about it myself and what i'm also what i also want to do is i want to Something that I hope, something that has changed. If I look back at twelve months ago, and uh, something that has changed within myself is my own relationship with my own neurodiversity, and I want to be a lot more public about that. And I think I want to talk a lot more about that. I still want to talk about pre-sales. Clearly, I'm now in a management role. Right, that's going to kind of there may be things to talk about there. I've got a lot of stuff still from being an IC, but. It, I don't know what people's expectations are of me as well. That maybe changes it slightly. But I think what I want to do is really um, 
start to be a bit more myself because I've kind of my fallback is always like memes and video templates because I'm like that's the stuff that is easy to do it goes over well and I find it funny and it gets engagement some of the longer form posts like I think it's what you said in this with, with this podcast right the reason we started it is it's this is for us two three years ago I want my LinkedIn to be for me two three years ago Right, I want all for I or the people who are just like who just started using it, who just sort of started to maybe um, start using LinkedIn, and they go, oh, okay, other people, there's other people that are like me. So that's how I want to use it. And so I think it's, and I also think right. So there's pre-sales is a a very big profession. There are lots of people that are neurodiverse. There's going to be an overlap there, but I don't see anyone talking about it. Advice. What should you do now you've got a growth in followers? Yes, you should absolutely do a video, do a post, whatever, saying, I've got some new, you know, I've gained some new followers recently. Thank you all. My name is Lydia. and Here's what I do, right? You can do that because I think that's a good, I don't think enough people do it. You're always creating a personality. And if I think about the different social media sites that I've used in my life the last, like, I think, like, probably, like, eight years, I guess, I would say, I've been using social media kind of actively. Um, I've always crafted a different version of myself for each one. So who I was on MySpace was different to who I was on Facebook, was different to who I was on Instagram, to Twitter, Sorry, it's called X now. I'll still call it Twitter forever. It's different to who I am on LinkedIn and who I am on TikTok. And I think you there's no nothing wrong with being a different person because they're different different strokes, different folks, right? Different platforms, different aspects of who you are. But I think also don't be afraid to just try something. Right? Try something, see if it works. If it doesn't work, fine doesn't matter right move on do the next thing i posted the video yesterday that i made a year ago i posted it before it got nothing yesterday it started to get some traction and i was like oh oh, this is and it's i think the the consistency thing i honestly think is overrated um and i think i found that because i've i did this like before christmas i did like a 50-day challenge just for the sake of it to see could I post something every day for 50 days just to kind of get myself back in the rhythm and I think also to start to identify what is it I want my LinkedIn to be what kind of content do I want to be putting out there because anyone who followed that will have noticed that there was quite different sometimes it was just a silly video sometimes it was a post sometimes it was a meme sometimes it was something a bit more sort of thoughtful I guess was thought out and more detailed but they were all just me kind of going well it's less about what works quote unquote what gets what goes super viral because if I wanted to just do super viral stuff I would I would just do the like film parodies because I know that people relate to that right and people find that funny but I don't want to do that because that's not what interests me and like we said with this podcast i think we will keep doing it even if only a handful of people listen because it's we enjoy doing it and i think if you if you enjoy doing something that alone is a reason to go and do it 
and I've gone off on a massive tangent, but running it back around, I do, yeah, just think about what it is, and if, if you feel like it would be a good thing to do that, then do it. Maybe it's your year of reset, right? Maybe that's <laughs> what it is. Maybe you're going, I'm, this is my year of reset. This is what I, and, and you don't have to do that it, the, the style that you do you could do an animated one you could do like a because I'm going to kind of I'm thinking about mine right mine will probably be a bit, bit more sort of spoken to to camera probably because it's a bit more like not it's, it's more serious but only because the stuff that I normally post is so trivial <laughs> right? it's not you, it's, you want to be you want to be a serious business person <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a more well not like, yeah, not like that not so much but it's like I kind of I think you can do it how you want to do it and I just think you have to like think about you know where that niche is that you want to fit into what is it that you want people to associate you with and you know on the one hand I think you've been coming to me before which is like people think about oh Paul well, he's a guy with the funny videos and I'm like okay that's one that's what I'm known for okay that's fine but what else is it that I want to be known for what else how else is it that I want people to what what to pe- people to perceive of me through when they see it and bearing in mind that yes you'll have a and I think it maybe comes back to why the the follower count perhaps is a bit more arbitrary is you look at some people who have a really broad reach but don't actually have a very high follow account because their stuff just turns up in people's feeds um but people who have a massive follow account whose content you never see because people have hidden it so it's yeah i think that's where i kind of land with how to do it i don't know what your have you thought about what it is that you want to do and how you want to use it is it to build for the business is it to be I don't think it's for to build the business because I'm again on onto my year of reset. One of the things that I had to also reset is my plans going forward. I don't know if I actually said it to you. Um, I am planning to move back to Denmark and okay. that changes some of my career aspiration and how I need to approach it at the very least. I don't, you know, not to be too vague. Um, as I am discussing new opportunities, one of the non-negotiables is, because I do, whenever I apply for a role or I want to work with a business, it's definitely a long-term thing, right? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I I know, especially in, less so in pre-sales, but definitely in the network engineering world, there was like a huge thing of like, oh, you only have to st- you only, you, you should only stay for two, three years somewhere and then jump because that's how you get the salary increase. I have... <sighs> I don't really believe in that in the sense of like, no, of course you're going to get a huge salary increase when you move. That's that's a given. That's mm-hmm. how people get you into their business. But I don't think more so into, into pre-sales, having that pick, I guess, <laughs> I don't know what I'm, what I'm being beating around the bush. I think pre-sales people are paid a lot better than network engineers are. It makes sense as a network engineer that you want to jump, 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 jump until you get to the a salary that you want to have. I am quite fortunate that I'm, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm already at the salary that I am comfortable with, but if I am to, you know, make another jump, which I will be forced to, I think at that point I will be okay. 
I will yeah. not feel the need to jump for financial reasons. Yeah. So from my perspective there on, it's like, okay, then what, what matters more to me? If if money is not part of the equation, that means that now what I'm actually going to do with this business matters more. Thus longevity, right? If you're there just for the money, unfortunately, it's a lot harder to think long term. Whilst I do have that, I guess, like, I am lucky enough to be in that position to be able to look a little bit um, forward into the future. So, and, and one of the non-negotiables, as I'm discussing now, is are you going to be okay in the next four to five years if I move to Denmark? Mm-hmm. No, do you have an entity there? Are you happy with me to be working there? Is it going to be a remote job? How are you with me being, tra- you know, how how are you with me traveling, etc.? So that shifts things a little bit also from the business side of things, of, of my own company. Of like, what do I want to move with the company to Denmark? Is that going to be my source of income going there? Is it not? So I did last year, I think i made a little bit of a mistake that I'm going to be fixing now, which is I went full in, okay, now I am Packet Mage, the company. The website shifted, my the content I was putting on LinkedIn shifted. And this is like the last, because I, I opened up the company in July. Mm-hmm. So it was like the, la- the latter half of the year. And I felt incredibly uninspired by that. I felt like I had to suddenly put the corporate hat on, yep. which I don't like. It's an ugly hat and it's not <laughs> one that fits my head. So I decided that, you know, with this year, and it was part of the reasons that I was really struggling with posting things, even though, again, some of my, you know, most successful posts of last year were in the latter half. But I think it's mostly because I suddenly took it seriously rather than mm-hmm. just posting things out of, you know, out of whimsy, because I felt like I had to be, you know, again, put the corporate hat on and be be a serious business person now. But it's not me. So I I genuinely felt like a lot of those posts were not really authentic, which, you know, to, to the point of, I think whenever you're using and whatever content you're putting out there, it needs to be something that you like first and then think about what people like second. Even though, again, why are you even posting it? It's not going to be helpful to other folks. It's a balance, right? It's always about a balance of like posting what you want and posting what's going to be helpful for other folks. I know we keep on circling back to this idea of like posting for me two, three years ago. That's exactly it, right? So with the year of reset and resetting, what am I going to do with social media? The the idea is definitely more content that is helpful for folks coming into pre-sales. I still have this, wonderful ability and i hopefully am not going to lose it anytime soon which is the i don't have the curse of knowledge yet i remember what it's like to start with pre-sales and i remember how confusing and all (laughs) over the place everything was and not you know and not because i didn't have the training or anything but just pre-sales was in a place back then there wasn't such a strong community that we have right now Mm. but it still takes people a little bit to get in there so that's definitely like one of the directions I want to take the content creation. Um, thus, the goal now is going to be less getting new people to buy you know, the service that I'm offering. It's going to be more around what can I share back, which is, by the way, the original reason I started posting LinkedIn, like, you know, back when I did like two years ago, it was to help people like to share what is inside my head and the lessons that I've learned and just post it on there. And that on that front as well. So 
that's the goal, right? The goal is to reach more people and have a greater effect on new people coming into pre-sales and potentially, and apologies if this sounds like very full of myself, but remind folks that have been in pre-sales for such a long time, why is it so cool that we are doing what we are? Yeah. And to re-energize them, re-engage them. And I think that's something, again, very full of myself, but I think I'm quite good at. Yes. I'm quite good at sort of getting people excited about stuff that I find exciting. And I want to keep on using that energy and just spread it out as much as I can on LinkedIn. Another thing I was thinking, and I was going to ask you um, if you think that's a good idea. One issue I have with LinkedIn is that it's very hard to look up things. I'm going to tell you that I have about like 300 plus saved things on my yes. LinkedIn. It's a it's a nightmare yes, <laughs> to deal with. So I've been thinking, um, and I'm, I'm a big Obsidian user, and I love sometimes just to refer back to things. So yes. how do you do that? My idea is to do two things. One is going back to the original roots of why I started. So doing posts more in that front. I prefer text versus video, uh, but I, I do want to dabble a little bit of, on that. So most likely there will be a YouTube channel that I will be starting. And I don't mind saying this because like it's, it is something that I will do this year at some point. It might be one video, it might be two, it might be 20, who knows? Um, I don't have a really clear plan on that front. But for the LinkedIn part, posts, and also taking that same text and moving it to something permanent. So I'm planning on using Obsidian Publish to have a very raw text, sort of just something that people can easily search through. And that's why I'm thinking Obsidian because it is it is literally just plain text. I'm not planning on doing any, there might be some carousels in the sense of, you know, carousels on LinkedIn, it's just practically a PDF file. Like I've already used it once for the, like with the whiteboarding uh, booklet that I made last year. But that's not going to be my key content that I'm going to be producing. It's mostly going to be plain text. Mm -hmm. So take whatever I'm doing on LinkedIn, put it on Obsidian Publish, which is just going to be a website that is easily searchable. You know, it has its own search engine. It, ha it will have all the keywords. It will have like different folders and things that I can... Like, that's, I, I just need folders, Paul. <laughs> that's yep. all I need. I just need, some, I just need some folders to be able to put things away. Because when I look at that 300 plus like save items, I'm like, how, how do you navigate that? You don't navigate that. That is incredibly hard to navigate. Yes. So that is sort of my goal. And it's a very, again, very airy-fairy goal of returning, again, resetting, returning back to who is my core audience that I want to reach? What is the effect I want? I don't know if I want to put a number on anything, even though one would argue that then what what is going to motivate you to keep on working on this? Followers, I don't know if it's a good number because my goal is not to be the most followed pre-sales person on LinkedIn. That's definitely not something that I want to do. Is it impressions? As we discussed, not really. It's just people seeing it. It's not really engaging. Engagement, again, do I want to start controversial conversations just for the sake of getting people to comment and repost? Maybe not. Do I want to create content that is so impactful for the person that reads it that they go like, oh, I know people that are really going to benefit from that? Maybe that is, right? Maybe that's the, the goal, but it's a really hard number to put your finger on and say like, oh yeah, like I want, you know, five reposts every week. Like it's, it's, it's a yeah. really hard thing to put a, put a specific number on. 
so if I tell you how I'm thinking about it, and then see if this works for you, is keep ask yourself when you when you're because you will you'll have ups and downs. Um, when you have a moment of feeling, oh, don't want to do this. Ask yourself if you're still enjoying it. And I think there's it's that that thing of like so, so for me the reason that I that I'm thinking about doing this and doing LinkedIn and doing this podcast right doing everything that I'm going to do everything I think I think if I <clears throat> okay maybe if you want if you want to put if you want to put a, a, a theme on my year it's enjoyment because I want to make sure that I am spending time doing things that I enjoy because if if I'm doing some and and with it and again right there are other functions but in terms of the time that I have control over and how I spend that time am I spending that on times that give on on, am I spending that time doing things that I enjoy because if I'm not then why am I doing them and there's going to be times when I have to do things I don't enjoy there are things we all have to do but let's work on the things that we could do and it's that it's it's like if i i stopped posting on linkedin in april last year because i I hated it i didn't i wasn't enjoying it it wasn't like clicking for me i was finding my i was finding it really sluggish and i i was the 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 quality i felt like the quality of what i was putting out was slipping it's why I launched a newsletter. I tried to do it weekly for six weeks, and then I went. I am not enjoying this. I can't. I can't do it weekly. And credit to you for telling me. We'll just make it ad hoc. And now it's 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 it, but it is, and that's completely changed my relationship. You know what? It is an outlet for stuff that when I sit and I write it, and I feel like it's worth sharing, I can put it out into the world. And it's doing it on Substack is doing it in a way. It's in building it in a a little bit like a city and publish, right? You're building it on a platform that you have more control over. You're not, because LinkedIn could go away tomorrow, right? We've seen, I'll come back to Twitter, right? We've seen what's happened there. People have built entire careers on a platform that has essentially, it has died. Twitter does not exist anymore. And the it's not, it's a, it's a shadow of its former self in terms of a, a product. So I'm kind of going, I want to build something. And, and, and YouTube channels is a similar thing, right? You, you have more, control maybe not quite much but kind of you're kind of you're sort of you're building your own thing and i'm going well i want to do stuff that i enjoy and and if i'm not enjoying it then it's within my rights to go i'm not enjoying it i'm gonna take a break i'll be back and you don't even have to say i'm taking a break you can go i'll be back but if we take you know uh, an example very famous um, British YouTuber called Tom Scott. He had millions of followers. He posted on Monday after ten years of posting a video every Monday. He's said that's it. He said because I'm not enjoying it anymore. It's taking up too much of my. It's taking up too much of my time. I'm not able to focus on the things that are important to me. So I'm stopping. And I think that's a really. And I think it's one of those things. Watching that is what something that's made me click in my head, and I went. Oh yeah, it's not about 
how many followers I have, right? I, I know this is maybe seems a little bit contradictory to what I was saying earlier on about, oh, I'm setting a follower goal. Yeah, I set a follower goal. But actually, like 24 hours later, I'm kind of going, is that even really relevant? It's a useful metric. And I think it it is a side effect of... So if I, I want to use LinkedIn more, and I want to do it in a way that is of a high quality and that engages people. A natural side effect of that will be a growth in follower count. Yeah, that sounds better. Because it, it right? And I'm saying, oh, well, I if I'm setting a number of followers that I want to get to, it's like, you know, I'm setting that, something to aim for, right? Because that's going to, because if I hit that number, that's going to show me that I've month on month is actually a very uh, modest growth that I'm looking for. Very modest growth. But what it will do is it will mean that that I'm thinking, going, oh right, oh that's good. Oh actually, oh, that's good. And if I hit it, great. But I'm still above all, I'm thinking, am I enjoying this? Am I finding, you know? time in my in my day to do it am i feeling motivated to go and do it right and this applies again to the other goals to health if i'm not feeling motivated to go out for a run why is that what is it that's getting in my way and what do i need to change because if i'm not enjoying it there is no point in me doing it because if you keep on doing something that you don't like you will only like degrade the relationship that you have with that thing it will become a job it practically yeah. becomes a job and nobody likes to work <laughs> it becomes a chore it becomes a chore yeah. job. It, becomes it becomes a chore, a chore. Yeah. yeah yeah no that's that's very fair one of the things i was thinking as i was listening to you is i don't think we've actually ever said why we like sharing content and i realized for myself it's like yeah like we keep on saying like oh we want to post more on linkedin why and that why is really important because that is going to be the thing that dictates. Is it because of fun? Well, it's partly fun, but there are more fun things to do rather than sharing on LinkedIn. Yeah. To me, I, and one of the many reasons why I'm, I love being in pre-sales, I love the little light bulb moment in people's eyes. Mm-hmm. Right. It's very hard to see over LinkedIn when you're posting things, <laughs> but it's the same idea of if I can create something that in one way or another, regardless of how small, makes a difference in another person's life, there be it from a career perspective, from a productivity perspective, from whatever topics that I want to post anywhere, that is that is what I want. I love that, hey, you know, even now when you said like, oh, you know, the idea that you, that you, that you gave me around posting you know, whenever I have something to post, like or the share in the newsletter, that really that makes me feel so good, just because of that little conversation that we had, and that is the feeling that I crave. So that is my why. I know it's a, it's a big thing, and we always like you know for anything that we talk about, and I think especially more so in social media to prevent that. Oh, I hate this. You know, to prevent this from I don't want to ever post again. I don't want to create any content. I don't want to like this doesn't feel like me. This is not fun anymore. Reconnecting with your 
fundamental why you started doing this in the first place is so so important and you know you were saying about the youtubers i i i know of so many like or i followed so many youtubers that have gone through the same thing where it became a chore where it's no longer the fun aspect of it and they you know re you know (laughs) same same word (laughs) big word this year um (laughs) reset themselves right like do something else that actually sparks sparks them again in one way or another I don't want to make LinkedIn my job, okay, in the sense of like, this is my sole point of income. I never want it to be that. I know you should never say never, but, you know, to the same point of, you know, it's it's uh, someone else owns it, it's not my platform. Mm-hmm. That's why I also think it's really important to have it somewhere else. You do it with SaltStack. I'm planning to do it with Obsidian, where it's just text that I own and it's not just scattered somewhere in the ether. But... That why, I keep on circling back to that why. Like you, in my case, I want to create content that makes change because that's something that I, that it excites me, that makes me, that makes me feel good about myself. It makes me feel like I have made an impact, a positive impact on people's lives. And LinkedIn at the moment is my only platform that I have that can do that because of the number of followers, because of how, you know, over the past two years I've worked on it. I do have people there that are willing to listen to, which I'm very appreciative of. And and that to me is like, whatever I say, you know, whatever metric we put in, whatever, there's going to be a very sort of like in the air number that doesn't exist, which is number of people you have impacted in one way or another. My my dream when I first became a network engineer back in the day was when like I wanted to inspire. So for me, it was like, Oh, my little selfish goal is to inspire one girl, right? One person to get into network engineering when otherwise they wouldn't have. And mind you, I managed to achieve it in my second year where I had a person actually approach me after a year in their career. And we just had a random chat and she said like, oh, thank you for convincing me to quit. And I don't... Like you know, I, I I always try to humble myself. Of like you know, you haven't done that much. <laughs> like you know, check check yourself. But if it's just that one conversation, if it's just in the context of LinkedIn, if it's just that one post that is going to get people to feel better about themselves, be more successful, find an answer to a question that they thought they only they're the only pe- person that has them, that to me is just gold dust. Yep. So, so I'm going to share. So, I, I've had a similar experience, but I think I tell a slightly different one, which is my so my wife. She was a teacher for ten years, and she now does one-on-one tutoring. We are in in England. It's they're called GCSEs. That when you're 16, they're kind of your your final exams before you leave school. Um, and she now works, and she's always worked with those who are kind of on the borderline of a pass. So they might they might just pass they might just fail but they always they they, 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 they yes you have you have grades um, and if you are more academic you want to get higher grades you want to go on to college and university but quite often these are students who just want to get a pass and talked about it a lot and I'm like and she always sort of says oh this this one is engaged this one isn't and I'm always like yeah but if you can just take one another hundreds of students that she's done this for that if just one person if you take them from at the start of the school year they're going to fail to the end of the school year they pass you have fundamentally changed the trajectory of their life forever 
because that sure they might go back and retake right they might and it's the butterfly effect and and i've seen this play out so many times in my career and in my life in general and it's like but if you if you can have and and i and i the, the reason is like i love having conversations and if i if, if being more con- doing more content on linkedin means i get to connect with more people which means i get to have more conversations which it absolutely has this last year this pot that's uh, this podcast uh, that's a part of the reason this podcast is happening it's that same thing of like just having that impact on one person's life if you can just make them think slightly differently even and and, and that's a ve- that, that's a very grand example but it's the one i always come back to because it's the one that always blows me away when i think about it is i'm like just transformate the impact that one person can have on so many people is if if someone's having a bad day right yesterday i put up a video which is about you know how you screw up introductions on your first call back of the year if someone has had that experience and they feel really bad and then they go on linkedin and they watch that and they get like and they have a laugh that's all i want yeah right if i've made one person feel a little bit better if i've brought a little bit of joy and and this again i'm trying to humble myself here because because this is it and it but because it sounds very grandiose i want to bring joy into someone's life but if i've made someone laugh then that's all i want i don't even and i don't need to know that i did that because you just know and i think it's these um the other the other analogy is like it's it, it throw, throwing pebbles into a pond right you throw lots of pebbles and it makes a little ripple but if you throw lots of little pebbles you'll make a massive wave and i think doing that right doing that on on linkedin you can you can just you don't you really because kind of the impact you can have is 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 huge and um again all i want to do is meet more people in this career and around this career it's not about because and people say oh so is it is it because you want to get a new job is it because i'm like not really no like i'm very happy where i am i've i've i'm now in an, in you know i'm three days in my third day in a new role and i'm really excited about what's coming next right and and to, to get to kind of grow personally and grow within the company and see where things go um i just want to get to meet more people because i just like i love just talking to people about this job i love just having conversations in general and that's what my rip my linkedin video profile that's what it used to say right was i love having conversations about about anything right really about it can be about tech about pre-sales about running about coffee about music right because because and you can't see them here but there's again there's, there's posters that i've got up on my wall of gigs that i've been to and that has sparked conversations with people because that's been in the video that i've put on linkedin and someone's gone hey i didn't know you like that band i would have never known that and it and it, then you just end up having it, and it's there isn't a and and i think in that the problem is sometimes in you know I see this, and I think, I feel like you could probably relate to this, is that I feel like I have to be, we talked about this last time, this hyper-productivity, and I have to see, what's the purpose of every conversation I have? Sometimes, the purpose of the conversation is just to have a nice conversation with somebody, and that's it, and you don't, you don't need to have a, an outcome. It doesn't need to turn into a lead for the business. It doesn't need to turn into a possible job opportunity at some and that and, and i'll be completely honest 
for a while, that was how I looked at things. There was a time in my career a number of years ago where whenever uh, someone more senior would connect with me and we would maybe have a virtual coffee, certainly during the pandemic, I would see everyone as a possible job interview. And yeah, okay, kind of that you could, you arguably still could. But now I'm like, I'm just getting to chat to somebody who I would never otherwise have spoken to. And that's a great thing. Because humans are great. And, and <laughs> there are so many. And I'm again, just trying to think about it. So like, trying to, again, always ending on a positive note. And I will also unashamedly steal from your Demo Fest X presentation. And the thing that I still, and I, I, I used to have the Ted Lasso belief thing above my desk <laughs> i now think that i need to get a printout of of your slide which is that the world is a cruel and scary place be kind because <laughs> that is it it comes down to that right it comes down to just if all you do is you make someone feel better about who they are what they do or you make them laugh or you have fun conversation that's all that matters right Look at us, a pair of goody two shoes. <laughs> I know, but it's true. We just I, want to make the world better. <laughs> but I think, but I think it, it is, and I, and I guess maybe to be slightly and slightly more reflective is it? And I think coming into this, when I was, um, I had, there's a group of friends of mine who we always go for Christmas dinner every year. We've done it for the last sort of fifteen years, um, and one conversation that came up last year was, oh there's a lot of bad stuff going on in the world right now it's a really scary place and and i i wish i could live in another time and i said okay when else in history would you choose to be alive because i can guarantee that i can give you something i can give you like five things today that were not around then I, I have an immediate answer to that because and i think people who want to live in the past and this is a very broad stroke, and this might offend some people. They don't know history enough. <laughs> Agreed. I, I know history enough to say I don't want to live in any other time than today. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, preventable diseases is a thing. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Just as a starting point, the level, like the fact that you and I can have this conversation and you living in the other part of the country and just being able to do this, being able to connect with people, as you said, like this is such a fundamental human need to connect with people. Whilst yes, you can always make the argument, but social media is making us more disconnected. You know, the internet is not always good. You know, there's still some diseases, there's wars, there's this, there's that. Yes, but I, I never, I, I always, I think it's because people look at history in a very, this is a full tangent that I'm going to go on now. People <laughs> look at history with, you know, rose tinted glasses. And I'm just like, you know, those Victorian, you know, beautiful dresses and all of those sort of things. Like people were dying because they were putting lead into everything. It's like, yeah. whilst yes, we most likely nowadays also are doing things that are incredibly, incredibly unhealthy for us and deadly to certain degrees. And we have a lot more visibility and information overload and all those sort of things. And we're completely unprepared for as a species. Still, I would choose nothing else but being here today. Agreed. Was that the right answer? There isn't a right answer. There isn't a right answer. But if you allow me to put the rose tinted glasses on, I would love to li have lived in the pirate age. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong. 
there are many, many things in history that I would love to have seen yes. and been a part of, but in in quite a like specific time. And and it to uh, and if if I could go and I could experience that thing, even in like relatively recent history, right? So here's an example. If I could go back to 1985 and go and see Queen live at the Milton Keynes Bowl, <laughs> I would just just right. Yep. If you forget that, all of the negatives, all the negatives. <laughs> but like, if you think if you start thinking about musicians for a start, all I mean, and even there's musicians who I've seen, like many of them who are no longer with us. I want to go and I want to be at Woodstock. I want to go and see Jimi Hendrix. Right. Like, all these things that you can just start to like. Um, do I wish and it's like yeah but then also what about all the things that you get to do there's so many things like we talked about travel right the fact that we get to travel as freely as we do yeah is a real blessing and I think it comes back to like this idea of of putting putting out into the world what you want the world to give back to you right and, and that's comes back to that thing about content like you <laughs> You're so positive, and all all I want to have been able to do is like sail on a ship in the Caribbean and be <laughs> Alan Captain Jack Sparrow. I won't. I won't. I won't. <clears throat> let's not mention this. <clears throat> I'm not. It's fine. No, I'm just going to say what I'm going to say because it's like <laughs> forget about what the East India Trading Company actually did. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't want to know any of that. I just want no. to have a boat. Because like yeah. I I miss yeah. like I miss sailing so much. I really hope at one point in my life I'll be able to get back to that. But all I can imagine is like you know waking up like on a you can, boat. You can you can see you can see what the poster is behind me, right? Yeah, yeah. You see that? Yeah, yeah. You've seen that, right? Is the America's is the America's Cup 2015 poster from when it was in Portsmouth? And, and it's a beautiful poster. It's a beautiful poster, and I and we should talk about sailing. We should talk um, about sailing. Yeah, I, I practically grew up on a sailboat. So uh, okay, see, I I grew up but on little on small small boats. Not well, no, that ours is also was also a small. Like just for the for for the for the sake right. of people not assuming that I've grew up on a luxury yacht, like that was. Not I, the no, case. no, no, I'm not saying that. No, <laughs> no, but I, I'm talking like the difference again between between like a a a, a, a dinghy and a, and a yacht. Like I think there's a. Yeah, no, ours ours was a racing yacht, so it it could it could pick up speed. We didn't still, have an still, engine. It didn't have an engine, mind you. Still, still, that is still to me. That's still a big boat. <laughs> yeah, no, not, no. Whilst, whilst I, I was seeing big boats next to ours, and I'm like, oh, we're we're the little dinghy. <laughs> oh yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, no. Don't. I mean, I trust me. I I live near um the the Sunseeker factory, so I see big boats all the time. And for for those that don't know, Sunseekers are like, if you watch Below Deck, um, those are Sunseekers. Big, big. Very, very big boats. Very, very big boats. <laughs> ah. yeah, topic, topic for next time. <laughs> boating. <sailing. laughs> boating. <laughs> so for so for folks listening, uh, to get your boating uh, conversation, yeah. <laughs> go, go and check. <laughs> Where there was zero mm. tech, like I was not. I'm not joking. It did not even have a, a working engine. Like it had an engine that we never fueled. I think it didn't work. It might have worked. <laughs> But we never yeah. knew, so we were we were getting out via like you know the good old like rocking left and right to get the boat moving a little bit to get it out of the parking spot, <laughs> and there was sails only. Man, I miss that. Yeah, 
I miss I miss those kind of things. I miss I miss kayaking. I miss, as we said, chucking myself into a <laughs> bit of plastic down a river. Yep. But, yep. 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 <laughs> but hey, we get to do this. So this is you know there are things that come in, but we'll I'm sure these things will come back around again. But I always like to try and end on a positive, and I I know I know I get this, but I think it's it's important to just to try and end that. So so Lydia, what's your takeaway then? How are you going to do? Oh, how, take away. What's your, what's your takeaway for, for LinkedIn this year for content? This oh, year, so so professional. Oh goodness, I feel I like know, I need to like straighten up my shirt a little bit. <laughs> oh, what do we we need a takeaway? Okay, no, fair enough. Like I don't I don't know about takeaways like as a whole if that's a good idea, but <laughs> I think for for the resetting episode of twenty twenty four. My takeaway is, and I'll steal a little bit from yours, when it comes to make sure that the things that you're doing bring you joy. I even have, uh, you can see it, I think, on my on my video, but also for folks that are just listening, I have a, a thing on my fake wall behind me that says, bring joy wherever you go. And I tried very hard last year to really take that in. I feel like I wasn't always successful because it does take a lot of energy. But I think the one thing that I'm definitely going to bring it in more is in the content that I'm putting out there in the world. And I want to just make sure that that is, as I said, you know, forget about schedules, forget about consistency, forget about all of the LinkedIn tips and tricks that people who are really into this stuff keep on posting about because I find myself really captured by it. Um, and I need to, I need to stop doing that. It's just about bringing value to people that you can help. And in my case, that is to inspire change for the better, is to provide comfort in places where you sometimes feel a little bit alone. And hopefully I will use more of my arty-farty skills (laughs) to (laughs) also bring a little bit of joy and to post a lot more art and, you know, hopefully going forward, little animations and all of those sort of things. I just want it to be my playground again, Paul. Like, I just want it to be fun and still useful for other folks other than just me. So that's my very... <laughs> very open-ended answer no, to like what what is my takeaway bring yeah. more fun do more fun more fun, fun stuff and yeah. and just post post more often because i i really i really i need to stop thinking too much about it and just start doing that's a good approach what is, is your takeaway then you put me on the spot now it's my turn it is. <laughs> <laughs> um i'm gonna i'm gonna say just enjoy it it's my takeaway Whatever oh, so good, content. so concise. But the thing is, the thing is, no, no. But I, <laughs> this is not fair. And if we, and if we're gonna make this, if we're gonna make this a, uh, a recurring end, if we want to add a bit of structure, then you, it would be my turn to go. But I had, but but also to, to be fair, I had time to think about my answer, and I also had time to think. I had time to think before I asked you, and I had time to think while you were answering. Yeah, so unfair, um, so unfair, it's so unfair. No, okay, so so just enjoy it do more of what you enjoy um be more authentic and don't be and i think don't i want to say that don't i don't don't overthink it i think just talking this through because talking through with you like kind of um my my goals and how i want to do it it's just like you know what just just do what feels right enjoy it and and if you if if what I'm doing, if I'm not enjoying it, don't keep doing it. Start to 
start to rethink and it's funny because just having this conversation with you is like has helped me to work through that because i think where we started and and it's i think yeah like the the, the goals are still important and i you know i I, i'm not now gonna like oh right now chuck my goals out the window and now have a yearly theme because it's not i think what i was (laughs) advocate but it's it's kind of going well can i if I think about what it is I want to do, and what I want to do is I want to I want to make sure that I'm enjoying it, and I think that's what I see and what you want to do, and that is like, yeah, actually, when I break it down to why was it, why did I have a rocky relationship with it, it's because I wasn't enjoying it anymore, and and because I was trying to work out what I enjoy, but it I'd never articulated that until now. Give me a couple more years, Paul, and you'll be you'll be doing yearly themes. I'll, I'll work I'll work <laughs> you through. Don't worry, I'll find a way. <laughs> I'll get you to I'll get you to set goals somehow. You, you'll have a, you'll have a north, you'll have a north star. <sighs> but it, 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 yeah, it's uh, no, it, it is. I think I think do and again. I guess the other takeaway is do what works. Do what works for you, because because that's what you have to do. And I think it's super interesting because in a lot of ways we're very we're very similar people. I think we have a very similar outlook, but I think our systems are still, are still quite different. And I think and that's great. And I think it's that thing of doing what works for you is above all because it might not work for someone else. Okay, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't work for someone else. Also, I also think very important because that's something because you just said like you know do what works. Remember the sunk cost fallacy. Just because you've been doing something for a while, it doesn't mean that you can't just rip it out and try again. That that to me is also really, really important because like figuring out what works for you, it can work right now. It might not work in two weeks time. It might not work in, you know, even tomorrow. So just don't be afraid to stick it out for a bit. There always has to be a trial period where things can be a little bit difficult. But the sunk cost fallacy, like, oh man, if if there was one thing I could fix with a magic wand, it would be that mentality that we tend to have. Like, <laughs> we've invested so much time into this, right? It, it we need to we need to keep on we keep on at it. It's it's a, such a wide ranging problem, <laughs> but when it comes to the way you as a person do things, I don't think sunk cost fallacy need the, it it should not play a factor in these things because especially it's not just especially right it's for everything but content creation putting things out there how do you do things systems and i, I really want to talk to you about systems at some point when you when you figure yours figures yours out <laughs> <laughs> i i think that's super important to just it takes a while to figure these things out it's fine you don't have to have it all sorted out and more importantly don't look at people you know, again, because we are talking about social media here, don't look at other people's systems and go like, oh, it works for them. So it definitely has to work for me, right? Even now this conversation, like you like goals, goals don't work for me. I will not do goals because, you know, I will call them themes and I'll work in seasons and I'll, you know, I'll look at the sun and to, to, to figure out where I'm going depending on that, right? It's really, really depends on the thing. And again, very airy-fairy term, but resonance right like the thing that makes sense to you and you alone and it could be a combination of things it could be something completely different just do what makes sense to you and i think ultimately you just have to again maintain maintain a healthy relationship with it because that if you don't have a health and 
maybe it's an area where, but I don't think it is because it, it's if you don't have a good relationship with whatever it is you're doing, then it's not good for you, and that is not going to improve. And you can apply that to everything we've been talking about, and and so much more. <laughs>